But yeah, basically, if a famous person asked me to smoke crack with them, I think I would oblige. All right, I, I don't know with my kidney stuff. I don't know if I would. I would call my doctor. I'd call Doctor Formica and say, if I smoke crack, like just for a night, is that cool? And he'd say, Marcus, I would not advise that. But if it was, if it was not it was something that wouldn't affect my kidney, it would not affect your kidney. But I would advise that you just don't smoke crack. Like, that's I mean, exactly how he would say it. I think most doctors would advise people not to smoke crack. That's true. I think there's, I think there's some instances where cocaine can be helpful medically, but I'm not sure that smoking crack... How? I'm sure there are... I'm, cocaine is used medically. I don't know why. Cocoa, like in its purest form or like yeah. in the white powder form? What, isn't white powder form its purest form? No, like the leaf. That's not its... Oh, oh yeah, right. No, the purest form is uh, Super Saiyan level three. Okay, I, isn't it like a like a, a form of Viagra? Like I hear the room. Like if you put it on the. No, I don't. I don't know. I've heard that numerous times. No, I don't. I that that uh, no, it's different. It's Viagra one. Marcus, do you like movies? Yes. This is Zebra's podcast. This is Zebra's in America podcast. A podcast apparently about smoking crack with famous people. Yes. Have you ever smoked PCP? No. Uh, I was hanging out with, <laughs> with some friends yesterday, and someone was like, I've never smoked PCP on purpose. And I was like, I've never smoked on PCP purpose? on accident. Wow. Which is not quite true. Um, no, in the 90s, most people smoked PCP by accident because they were smoking weed and they were like, why does this taste like a cool cigarette? Oh. K O O L. And then all of a sudden they're jumping off like trees and doing kung fu moves and stuff. Mm-hmm. They're like, "Oh, that's because I just smoked PCP." Nice. Um, no. Uh, so Vi- Viagra. Yes. You take to get up. Yeah. Uh, Coke is more like uh, to to keep you from finishing. Oh. So it, that's like an urban myth. I mean, because I've always heard that from like. No, it doesn't. It, it's uh, it it you put it. I I assume. Yeah. P- people put it on for for the numbing effect. Oh, yeah, right, the gums. Yeah, cuz so like they do in movies. Like they do in movies. First time before I really tried it, I wanted cuz I naturally I think of movies. So the first thing I did, like I tasted it like and I put it on my tongue and my gums. And my friend Josh was like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "I don't know, that's what they do in the movies." And he was like, "Just snort it." And then there you go. Yeah, so there are, there are medical uses for cocaine. Oh, you're looking it up. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I knew that. I just... Mm-hmm. I didn't, actually. No, I, I knew. I think it also helps, like, you, let's say you need to get your heart rate up. True. Yeah. I don't think it's something they use a lot of. Yeah. Just um, a bump. The doctor will say, just take a bump. The do- yeah, Dr. Feelgood. Yeah, Dr. Feelgood. Dr. Feelgood. That reminds me of that sad but hilarious video of James Brown High on PCP. There's nothing wrong. I'm high on love. And he just randomly goes, living in America. Like, that's how he starts the interview yeah. off. There's I'm nothing. good. And he tries. There's nothing wrong. Let's talk about music. I'm, I'm high on God. I'm Jam. high on love. Jam. <laughs> I got a mochi. Uh, I came in and I saw someone was using my uh, toiletry facilities. Oh, that was a different interview, my bad. That was yeah, a yeah, same true. time. That was the same time as a different interview. Yeah, also he invented the words Nagasha and Scottamoche. Okay. Both in that video. So every once in a while people be like, hey, Scott, how you doing? Back like, Nagasha. Nice. You know, I'm real. <laughs> Damn. Uh, but I, though I don't wish to make fun of someone clearly going through uh, PCP withdrawal. Right. Or, or high on PCP. Yeah. It's hard to say. But yeah, I think it depends the, 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 the famous person, but I do think I would smoke crack yeah. with a famous person. If they asked, I would not smoke weed with a famous person for any reason. Why? Because weed, weed, I don't like the effects of weed. Oh. I've never smoked marijuana before. Really? I've only smoked hashish, but that's different, so... I mean, I guess. Oh. it did. Well, then, if that's the case, then literally I've smoked hashish twice... And neither t- I kept waiting for something to happen and didn't do it. It maybe lightly relaxed me, which is what I always want. I always want to be relaxed, but uh, other than that, it didn't do anything. I don't. I don't think you would like weed. 
Probably. A lot of people like weed. Yeah. I, it doesn't work for me. I mean, it works. I feel the effects. I don't like the effects. Word. But I believe that we should end the drug war, legalize all drugs, and use the taxes from it to help rehabilitation programs and libraries and schools. I'm... I don't want to get into that. There's, I'm, I'm basically with you. I don't know about legalizing all drugs and blah, blah, blah. But the second part of what you said, I'm, I'm, I'm with. No, I understand. I just, I, I know people are like, oh, legalize everything. That's crazy, Scott. I'm like, yeah. It's true. Yeah. Um, but let's talk about movies. Okay. I guess. Okay. You know, Leon Trotsky on black nationalism and self-determination. Mm-hmm said that because black people are individually and in the mass remain profoundly suspicious of whites that uh, all black movement and political movements are good nice when i was living in harlem <clears throat> when i first however moved, okay sorry the leon trotsky who i love yeah uh, i'm pretty sure this book was written by clr james oh who who was a who was a who was a who who was who started have you ever read the Black Jacobins or any C.L.R. James? He's no. amazing. He he was he also wrote a lot about the problems of capitalism and and uh, the inherent racism of America. Nice. But you were saying, I'm sorry. Oh no, just that statement reminded when I first moved to Harlem <clears throat> in '05. I was on the train, and this homeless woman, out of her mind, whatever, no judgment. She was scaring, this white lady was a little scared and she moved down the train and then she was like, why are you scared of me? Look at history. I should be scared of you. And then like a bunch of people on the train of all races stopped for, like in unison. They were like, damn, she kind of has a point. Like it was one of the, it was an interesting moment, interesting New York moment. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, that's, that's a. Yeah. Message. Message. Yeah. No, I, I like that. Yeah. I really do. Um, I was actually having a conversation uh, with with a French person. Yeah, so C.L.R. James Leon Trotsky, the Fourth International, is a, a movement of socialism that I'm most inclined to be down with. Mm-hmm. Um, though you know, I'm I, I would call myself an anarcho-communist. But, anyways, um, I was having a conversation with a Frenchman mm-hmm. on Friday. We'll get to movies. I was talking with a Frenchman on Friday, and he was like, uh, you know, we try very hard to, to make sure that we don't have um, fascism and uh, genocide in France. What, because what, like now? I'll explain. Oh, okay. Because, you know, we've had it before, blah, blah, blah. But what about America? And I was like, well, if you're black, you did. There was fascism and genocide in this country. And he was like, oh, I never thought about that. You're right. Yeah. But when he said, what about America? What was he trying? I I don't like the what about America. He doesn't, he didn't, I think a lot of, a lot of foreigners and just people don't understand how a country supposedly so religious stands by and voted for such an irreligious man. Sure. And (coughs) short answer, fear of a black planet, fear of a Mexican planet, fear of ISIS planet. Yeah. Even though statistically right now, the biggest, the biggest uh, threat to people in America are angry white dudes with guns. Yeah. I'm not trying to get all political, um, but and people aren't also people aren't trying to take your guns they're just trying to have some restrictions and limits on things i don't yeah, know why I'm people not, are so deaf to that I'm not, go ahead. yeah i have no interest in taking away people's guns i believe in gun rights i believe in responsible yes gun rights I like don't, a pistol or, or like a like a shotgun or something if or like, kept even even regular guns i yeah, don't uh, i don't yeah. think anyone in this country including the police Need automatic rifles or semi-automatic weapons? Sure. Uh, yeah. I maybe this is unpopular to say on podcast. I don't even think cops should have guns. I think maybe sheriffs should have guns. Yeah, 
I don't want to get into that. That's a long conversation. You had me see a really good movie, and I'm anxious to talk about it. And you also saw you, a good you, movie. You just left me hanging, though. Now it's going to say... No, it's, I didn't leave you hanging. I, t- I don't... Because it's... Well, this will be like a five-hour podcast or something I don't even... I wasn't prepared to really talk about. Or we could just talk about The Glass Shield. Okay. Well, that's different. Which we have, yes. which is a fabulous film about... Actually, fabulous yes. is, isn't it? Yeah, no, but yeah. it's... It yeah. is good. It is good. The dude from Arliss is his face movements are a little. He's weirdly animated in that yeah. movie. Strangely enough, we met uh, a co-star of the Glass Shield at. Uh, fucking, that's true, and, and then that's I shouted it out. We were walking by. No one said anything. And of all the movies, especially he liked to. He made a point to let us know he was on the deuce. I was. I go Glass Shield, and he was. It was the most genuine. Like he was. Hell oh wow! Yeah. Hey man, you guys must be real movie buffs. So, it's true. I remember uh, that. He you guys watched, and then but he go. You guys watched the Deuce, and I'm like, I'm, I didn't want to be. I, I'm glad I didn't say. I forgot he was on. I was like, I don't really like it. I say it now, but I was like, I'm only. In, I'm, I'm on episode two, and he does one of those like he opens his arms up, and he's like, I'm on it, which is also kind of weird. It's like, all right, relax. But uh, look, he that yeah. that's you know the Deuce and other television shows keep a lot of talented people at work yeah i've never seen that show because i'm i'm kind of over new york nostalgia right now yeah especially that because i actually all jokes aside i watched it's one of those things why didn't i just finish it but i watched most of that show and i'm also i know you didn't finish it because there's too much shit it's not even that i'm i'm i like new york to i don't like clean griminess yeah it, it there, there was a fit, and I know I don't. I'm not trying to be super whatever. You can't be super 100 percent authentic, authentic because you can't. But that it just looked way too like. All right, you weren't a wig. Like 42nd Street was was way more grimy than the, I don't know, but whatever. I mean 42nd Street was grimy when I was a teenager. Sure. And 42nd Street is still grimy after 10. Yeah. After 10, a it's little. filled. It's filled with like. Strange bloods and crips, people dressed up all weirdly. People coming to the club. It's it is it is a interesting place. My my favorite moment on the on Forty Second Street. I was walking. I had to get to. Uh, I was in college. I was home for summer break, and I was on the Metro North heading to my parents' house in Connecticut. And this guy was like walking by. He had like a full like furry frog suit. And this little oh, wow. boy, this little boy was with his mom. This was late at night too, and he was walking by, and this little boy made everyone laugh. He goes, "Mommy, look, that's a crazy boy!" And then everyone started laughing. <laughs> was, I don't know why. Oh, funny. that's so. Speaking of of children and crazy boy, had you seen a movie called Clown? Yes, I watched it twice in twenty four hours. What What is Clown about? Clown's about how do I say? So these two friends, they're trying to go on this like. I'll just sum it up and say they want to go on a guy trip. Yeah. One guy calls it the tour de something. But one of the characters, um, <laughs> he's he's expected to be a father, but his girlfriend has doubts that he'll be a good father. Understandably so. They're yeah. both kind of irresponsible. So it's like, I need you. Oh, wait, I forgot. Was it the kid he has to look after? Was it her nephew? I don't remember. I believe it was his her nephew. And he's like, you have to look after him. To like prove that you're worthy of being a father, which is also weird too, because he's like eleven, like an eleven year old and a baby. Like that's not. I'm not a parent, but I know that's not the same thing. So anyway, these two guys take this young boy on a very inappropriate trip, and a lot of inappropriate things happen. <laughs> yeah, it's a. I I really love it because I love it too. Apparently, apparently it was a TV show. This is like a yes. movie version of the TV show. Yeah, I did some some reading up. Uh, on it, yeah. Um, I'd never seen the TV show. There, there is a sequel that yeah. hasn't come to America yet. Yeah. Uh, if it doesn't have the kid in it, I don't care. Sure. And there's also a remake in the works. Did you read about that? I. They've been talking about remaking it in America since it came out. Yeah, but like ink to paper now. And oh. it, yeah, but no, you're gonna be not happy. The the noise I made was not of happy. Oh, it seemed like go on. Like no, that's I said, yeah, go on does not. Go on is not a motive. Sasha Baron Cohen is attached. Okay. Yeah, no. I mean, <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen is an embarrassment. Jeez. I don't. I don't know. I really. I really. Uh, 
Yeah, Borat. I saw. Ask him to me if uh, if we ever have him to me back on the show, <coughs> which I'm sure we will. Yes, soon. Yeah. Um, he'll tell you about when we went when we went to see Borat and how uncomfortable I was. Um, and I thought Bruno. No, yeah, Bruno wasn't good. The the dictator. Not not good. Either. And I haven't seen the Brothers Grimsey. The what? What's that? He made another one. Oh, I don't even know. Well, he's not even trying to like pretend like he's political anymore. Yeah, the 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 main thing that bothered me about Bruno was first of all, I like Borat. Bruno, I dislike because the whole thing about Bor, you know, whatever Islamophobia. That's kind of what Borat was about to some degree. Whereas with Bruno, it was like, hey, homophobia. But the problem is, there's a lot of things he does in that movie that makes people uncomfortable. And they have a right to be like, it has nothing to do with homosexuality. Like, yo, get your penis out of my face. And it's like, what? Oh, you have a problem with a dick in your face? Oh, you're so homophobic. It's like, no, actually, no. That's actually not, yeah, no, that's was, not cool. Was, it was just, it was lazy. Yeah. You know, it was, yeah, I just didn't think it was good. Yeah. Um, my problem with Borat is so... And interestingly enough, I have comments that I'm not going to go deeply into today. Um, so remember how Dave Chappelle was filming the third season of the Dave Chappelle show? Yeah. And he made a joke that was meant to be like, um, and he saw a white person laughing at it, and he didn't like the way that he yeah. was laughing about yeah. it, and he and he stopped what he was doing. Yeah. I feel like uh, Sasha Baron Cohen had the same thing with Jews, and was like, I'm just going to continue. Yeah, that's how I feel, and 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 because I thought, I thought that Sasha Baron Cohen was a dense, thoughtful, deep comedian, who who cared about these things, and I just thought that he's he's shallower than than people gave him credit for, huh. and while I'll say, the new the new Dave Chappelle specials have been interesting, and. Um, it's weird to see such a such a talented dude uh, quarrel with some of the things that he quarrels now. That that's Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's how I felt. Clown. Clown. Just to backtrack, I had a moment like that when I was in college. One of my prof- the majority of professors at Ham- at the Hampton University School of Architecture are all white, and my one professor, I'm not going to say his name, he came in and he was just like. Oh, so I saw. I, t- I took my family. Went to go see Soul Plane this weekend, and I remember being, "Oh no!" Like, you're teaching like these young black minds. You're teacher at a black school, and like you, you and your white family went to go see Soul Plane. So, oh, it was hilarious. It's just like that made me uncomfortable, and that made me really dislike. I mean, to this day, I, I dislike Soul Plane. I mean, I'm over. I mean, when I was in my early twenties, like I was when that came out. But it's just one of those like it makes me, which is not cool, but it's just like. We're not all like that. Like I have that like irrational moment. Where I'm like, don't, 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 don't watch that movie. It, it, it uh, like that, 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 that shit's an embarrassment. I know we're trying to talk about clown. Yeah, no, we can talk about it. But anyway. what are what are your thoughts about Tyler Perry movies? Those are kind of an embarrassment too. Um, I. Yeah, I think so? they're in the yeah. like, <clears throat> Well, it, it depends. Of, like, not not all. Because you right, asked in general. Right, right. The, I, they've definitely turned to a different thing nowadays. Yeah. Like, Medea as. Yeah, Medea, com- get out of Like, fuck that. Medea as com- comedic relief is problematic, right? Yeah. But when she was just a small part of these movies, I thought, I thought, I thought the first few were really good. They're, I thought he had a different point of view. Just trying to tell stories about family and stuff, and yeah, some some of some of the jokes were were cheap, and there was yeah. some some homophobia and some some stereotypes. Which and the homophobia in a Tyler Perry movie to me is very ironic for obvious reasons. People believe it is alleged that he is that he's a closeted yeah person. But that's the church, and that's the bigger thing. The older I get now, now that I'm in my 30s, like, you know what? Those movies aren't for me. It's for a certain crowd, and that's a crowd I don't really want much to have to do with, except for my family members, who some who do who I love very much, who do like Tyler Perry movies. Um, it comes up a lot, because they find out, oh, Marcus loves movies, and immediately, oh, did, they don't even ask. They just go, so what'd you think about... And it's like, at this I haven't seen it, and they're just, they're so surprised. The, new, the new one with... Um... With Henson, looks all right. I guess. 
you know, just I guess it's interesting that her movie no one saw. I thought that was Proud Mary. Proud Mary. Yeah. I really yeah. thought that people were going to see that movie because yeah. people love movies where angry people kill people that they're mad at, and they love Taraji. People love Taraji. They do. People do. They did not love her on the comments for hot ones, but that has to do with racism. Yeah. I like Hot Ones. It's a show where famous people eat buffalo wings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what she did was she was... She, I think she was a little drunk when she went on. Mm-hmm. Have you watched her episode? I haven't seen it, no. Um, I just heard about it. And at halfway towards the end of the show, she taps out and has her bodyguard, who's Trinidadian, mm-hmm. finish all the hot wings mm-hmm. for her. Yeah. And I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Okay. I have to watch that. The Key and Peele is my favorite one. Well, yeah. And Henry Rollins. I like the Henry Rollins one. And Chris Jericho. No, I like a lot. I like it's, it's, it, it all, it, you know, it, it's, I think it, they're all pretty good. When the sports ones tend to be not that interesting to me because I don't know who the people are. Right. Um, you know, the comedians are great. There's, yeah. they've had some internet <laughs> celebrities that I'm like, who is this person? Because I'm so disconnected. Like, I don't know. A YouTube celebrity. I know there's that one kid who like Logan Paul, who yeah, was like after dude. that, who who, and he has a brother apparently yeah, who's also just, famous. They look like they get hard committing hate crimes. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. What they do? Yeah. Dude laughed at dude laughed at corpses in Japan. Yeah. And granted, that's fucked up. That Gus Van Zandt movie about that forest was 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 interesting. That got a lot of hate. I don't think it was bad. I just don't think it was great. Yeah, I come from. I love Gus Van Zandt, so I'm. I, I'm like his. I feel like Coach Carter when it comes to Gus Van Zandt. I expect like greatness from him. So when it's not greatness, I think I'm. I'm unfairly mean. But yeah, at, at where I stand right now, that movie is bad to me. I mean, it's it's it's. Let's say this: it's not as good as Finding Forrester. You're the man now, dog. That's another one. You're you're not you're not you're not. I like no. Finding Forrester more than Last Days. Oh man, really? I really like Finding Forrester. That's my second favorite uh, Gus Van Zandt era. The four film, the Jerry through Paranoid Park, which also yeah. includes Elephant and Last Days. Elephant sucked. Or oh. let me no, let okay. me rephrase. I thought it was great. I didn't care for Elephant. Okay, that's bad. I don't think it sucked. Yeah. I didn't care for it. Cool. I think that's that's more that's more mature, right? True. Clown. <clears throat> Clown. Clown is an amazing movie. It made me check, get into Underberg. Yes. You know, so there's a lot of depth to that. First of all, that, that movie is an example of how closely knit the Danish film scene is because it's like the Danish director's production company produced it. A lot of those actors have worked with the Danish director. A lot of the actors in Clown have worked with the Danish. Specifically, have you seen Boss of It All? No. You have? Oh. First of all, you're going to love it because a lot of the actors in... Not a lot. Half the, half the cast in Clown is in Boss of It All. It was the Danish director's office comedy before he delved into I, um, Antichrist. I, I think for this episode, mm-hmm. just because we're going to be doing a lot of Danish and Scandinavian, yes. we might as well just call the Danish director by his name because I'm getting confused myself. How about LVT? LVT. So, so for those yeah. listening, we call the Dan- we call L- LVT, Lars von Trier, we call him the Danish director because, you know, for reasons... Yes. That we're okay with. Right. So, boss of it all, I'll be quick. That Lars von Trier was getting like ready the, to... Like the rapist director with glasses from New York. Yes. The Lars von Trier was getting ready to delve deep into, like... What's the movie called? The Boss of It All. It's his office comedy, and it co-stars uh, the... <clears throat> The, the more handsome friend of the two in Clown. Oh, right. And his wife, who's also his real wife in real life, the John Cusack's love interest in High Fidelity, her. Oh. Yeah, wow. that's her. Yeah, yeah from Clown. That, that's, yeah. Those two, they, they play husband and wife in Clown. They're, they're really married in real life. I love that. And they play a couple also in, in Boss of It All as well. Um, and it's basically, so I'll give you a quick, the premise of Boss of It All is there's this, there's this company it's like a startup company. It's doing well. But the boss, they've never seen their boss before. He's this American guy, supposedly. But it, it turns out that they're about to meet their boss for the first time. And it's not what, what it seems. I was just about to kind of ruin the movie for you. But watch Yeah, it. please don't ruin the movie yeah. for me. But with... Cl- so, oh yeah. So, yeah. The, with LVT, 
So um, Zentropa Studios produced Clown. There's a cameo, which I was not expecting, from Jorgen Leth, yeah. who was one of like Lars von Trier's mentors. He's, you know, for those who have, don't know, they did Five Obstructions together. Um, so that was kind of cool. And there's also, there's like a specific, like, Danish, modern Danish comedies <clears throat> are very, like, a mix of, like, one minute it's just kind of subtle, like, quiet, random stuff happens, and then, like, whoa, whoa, wait, what is that? Like, they just casually, like, in Clown, there's, like, talk of, like, little boys' penises, basically, like, very casually. Like, there's yeah. a lot of that in this movie, but it's, it's, except for one main, two parts towards the end, it's just, like... Oh, let me see your like. Oh, it's not that. It's just it's, man and little boy. It's very like. But it's it's whoa. like it's so heartwarming. <laughs> kind of yeah. It's a loving film. Kinda. It's it is it is. This this is my my issue with sort of like when we'll talk to other film Twitter people about some of some of the comedies we like. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure that we could find someone to talk to us about clown on a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. But if we're but if we're like. I want to talk about Happy Gilmore or Hot Rod. It's not given the same sort of uh, yeah. stuff. And my problem is because it's Danish. It's like you know foreign. But know. like my problem is that to me, like clown is very dense, yeah. but it's good. And yeah. and I just think comedies don't get, especially American comedies, don't get the love that they deserve. I agree. Of course, it really frustrates me that yeah. that no one will bat their eye if they want to talk about clown with a critic's lens. But when I tell someone that that not ironically Freddie Got Fingered is in my top five of favorite films of all time, yeah. they all of a sudden assume that I don't have the credibility that they thought I did. Like there's such beautiful absurdity and surrealism in Freddie Got Fingered that critics give credit towards whether I'm not people don't whatever relax, but like whether it be you know Bunuel or Jean Epstein or you know. Maya Darren, f- folks like that. There's the same randomness and and surreality in Freddie Got Fingered that's kind of like you know just because it's, it, I guess because it carries the baggage of the Tom Green show and like and that kind of stuff. I, I guess I, I, that, that's part of it. It's not the only. It's part of it though. Michelle Gondry, if he grew up in Canada, could have been Tom Green. Sure, sure. Um, and I also love Michelle Gondry. I really yeah. do. And I just think, I think people just. They get lost in in things that other people tell them instead of just sitting down and enjoying the art. And my thing is, like, what I like in film lately is I either just, like, silent, strong stories. Not silent film, just, like, like not loud films that let me meditate and take in information. Or I like... I, I've always liked the avant-garde I've always liked the absurd because I think we've, I said this when Wayne was on, is that it helps sort of help me with my own psychological demons. Mm-hmm. That the randomness sort of breaks up my own shit. Sure. So whether it exists in French New Wave or whether it exists from Tom Green or whether it's like a, whether, have you watched Samurai Gourmet yet? No, I haven't. I've been, please watch an episode. Skip okay. skip the second episode. The second episode is bad. The okay. entirety of the show is really good. Okay. Because because it's just the it helps break up the chaos for me. Yeah. Um and I, I I'm happy where I'm happy to get it wherever I can get it and however it's presented is good. Mm-hmm. I think possibly because of the Hollywood system it makes it harder for nuanced comedy to be made. Yeah. Um, cause I haven't, I haven't loved a bunch of American, I'm, I'm trying to think if I've seen an American comedy in the past five years that... The Goon 2? Or the first Goon also. Goon 2 is Canadian. Oh shit, you're right. And I believe it's a Canadian production as well. Yeah, no, it is. Um, I just think, of, even though it's funny too, actually now that Sean William Scott is the only American... Uh, in like, that movie. Yeah, so never mind. Eugene Levy's Canadian, yeah. Baruchel's Canadian, Lee Schreiber, Schreiber yeah. who's... yeah. Never mind. Um, Shit. And Goon 2, it's pulling teeth convincing people to see that movie. Yeah. It's pulling teeth to get people to see Goon. Yeah. I was telling you, there was this great, this great romantic comedy with Kazan and Harry Potter. 
mm-hmm. came out a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and Adam Driver. Oh, okay. Yeah, I told you about it, and and I because exactly because people don't take the American comedy seriously anymore. Yeah, I'm not dissing you. No, no. In fact, I have some nice things to say about you, but we'll wait till till okay. later in the show. Okay. No, I had a very interesting con- conversation with Saskia the other the other day, mm-hmm. and uh, I want to talk about it on the show. Cool. But clown, clown, clown is like. I couldn't recommend it more because you get the laughs, you get the uncontrollable laughter. Agree, yeah. Like I, w- I died the first time I saw it. Yeah, I, I had to be resuscitated. Too. Yeah, especially and but I, what I loved about it, what I love about Hot Rod, um, is the kindness. Yeah. In yeah in it. There's some there's there's some complexities about the young boy too because yeah. he's it's. <laughs> He means no harm. He's just like a nice, quiet kid. But some of the things he does, like God damn it, like you know, like yeah. certain th- it's like what, what? Like he just shows up, or like <laughs> when there's a scene towards the end where he's like, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna get this car for you. I'm gonna hold up the this place and then get the toy car. All right, it's time to go. And it's like now you want to take a. Pee? We have to go now. You want to pee now? It's like, but no, he's just a nice kid. He doesn't mean any harm. But some of the stuff he does, it's like, yo, what the fuck? Like you know. Because yeah. he's not thinking. He's a he's kid. Not, yeah, he's a kid. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's one of the stories is he's been collecting. So Underberg <clears throat> is this drink in Europe that's like a digestif um, that you drink after you've had a meal. You could get drunk off it too. It's amazing. It clears your stomach. You feel like you haven't eaten. I've been meaning to keep some at the house because it's like so Ooh, good. I got to get on that. Yeah, it's a very helpful digestive. It tastes terrible. I'm sure. Um... You know, but if you like Fernet and that sort of stuff, you'll, you'll, you can suffer it. Okay. But a lot of it is he's collecting those to get like a Hess truck type thing. Yeah. So there, there's, there's a bunch of stuff. I highly recommend it. Yeah, I think it's not every, it's, it's one of those things too where like, <clears throat> just to get into gender for a second, like if you let guys watch it, any, like, guys like us, bro, frat boy, anyone, would find a humor in it somehow. But then on the flip side, women would be like, they'd find it fits like, oh, this reminds me of my brothers. Or this is like, oh, guys, you're so dumb, but this is entertaining. Like, on, on many levels. So I, 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 anyone can, can enjoy that movie, I think. Yeah, I, I, this, I think... Of a certain a, age. Like, if it is R-rated for, for many reasons. Um, I think it's a good movie. Yeah, so the movie with Adam Driver and Daniel Radcliffe mm-hmm. and Kazan uh, is... Uh, Zoe Kazan. Yeah. It's called What If... I just think I it's no a, idea. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah. One, it, it was given the wrong name, in my opinion. Uh-huh. And I just think it's a great movie that no one's seen. Cool. What if? Okay. As far as like you know, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a romantic comedy with teeth. Hmm. Okay. Because I like romantic comedies, but I think they've gotten largely toothless. That sounds like a quote that would be on the DVD cover. A romantic comedy with teeth. Scott Thurow, Zebras in America. Look, if we get to the point where, where they're using our blurbs, then we've done great. I got used on a blurb once, and I was very happy. It wasn't for... A, it was for the marketing for it, for the mech... For... For post Tenebrous Lux. Really? <clears throat> yeah, no, yeah. It was after I wrote about it in Toronto, and I was, like, bored at work, so I was Googling stuff, and then I saw... It came up, it was on, on, the, on the site for post Tenebrous Lux, and it was, like... It translated in Mexican, it was just like the film that Andre Tarkovsky always wanted to make, which is something I said in my review, and it was like it didn't my name, but it was like Pinland Empire. I was like, oh, holy shit, that's awesome. That was like six years ago. It was really cool. That's exciting. Yeah, it was really cool. Also, because you love that movie. It's my favorite movie. It's the, I think it's the best movie of the decade thus far. I don't know. I haven't worked it out yet. It's all, It's in my top ten, I think. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I have... I have I have a short list of titles. Yeah. I got, I've, 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 yeah. I've, there's that. There's Holy Motors. There's Alps. There's, I haven't um, seen Alps yet. Stories but We Tell, which people are like, wait, what? But yeah, Stories We Tell. Stories We Tell is a great movie. Great. Yeah. I, it's not, no one dislikes that movie. I think the, we had a conversation about it in the car when we were driving with John and Chris at the Chill Convention. They were just more like, I don't think the movie's bad. I just think I'm more excited about they're talking to me. They were they were they're just excited about my excitement about that movie more than the actual movie itself, which I excited get. Excited about hand sanitizer. I am. 
That's not what I was saying. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, those movies that you've listed, except for Alps, because I haven't seen it. Got and it. Stories We Tell is in top ten for me. But, but, um, but Sacred Deer, uh, Inside Out, Get Out. Um, Okay, nice. Oh, good. Some 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 recent ones. Oh my God, Uncle Boone Me. I was uh, gonna say Boone Me probably. Wow. Um, yeah, I don't really think anything so far this decade of Claire Denis is top ten, but no. But she made her. She you know whatever. She, she made she her mark. Nineties and the early. She 2000s. made her mark. I like all of her movies she made this decade. Yeah. Um, I did. I did really enjoy Let the Sunshine In. Yeah. I've been thinking about it lately. So have I, only because I was going over, I was tweeting something about Claire Denis the other day about how everyone, you know, she has a, like Stanley Kubrick has that famous shot where all his actors like stare off, and I was like, oh, Claire Denis has that, and I compiled a bunch of quick gifs of a bunch of that, those shots in her movies, and then I posted, I was like, oh yeah, let the sunshine in. Gif? Gif, gif, whatever. The, the, the moving image, image, few second moving images, gif, gif. I switch it up, but... Yeah, so I've been thinking about Let, Let the Sunshine In and how uh, her, I forgot the name of it, her sci-fi space movie is probably going to eclipse that uh, very much because I, I think they're, they're both coming out this year. So They are. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Did you ever see Inside Out? I've been trying to get you to see it. Yeah, we talked about that. Uh, this was, a, where were we? I was, we were we somewhere. We talked about it off asked. camera, which is yeah. why I was saying, have you ever seen it? Oh, yeah, I thought you forgot. No, no I was, I was, I was... <clears throat> Doing that slick thing. Nice. That reminds. Oh, okay. So now I got to say something real quick too. So Toy Story three is another of of, of the decade because that it, that's what the biggest thing about Inside Out is is that I feel like a lot of whatever you want to call them animated Pixar whatever I feel like a lot of these movies are made for people our age. I disagree. But sometimes sometimes masked. I'm not that anyone can enjoy it, but it's just something when you get to the depths of it, it's like. I don't know. A nine-year-old's not... I don't think a nine... And it's fine. They shouldn't have to process this yet. But I don't think a nine-year-old's going to process some of the, 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 the depth of this movie. Which is smart, because they'll like it when they're at a young age, and then they'll revisit it when they're older, and it's like, oh, shit. I mean, I think, I think Inside Out was designed to help children navigate their feelings and understand that it's okay to have negative feelings. Yeah. That you can't. Okay. That sometimes you're going to be sad. Mm-hmm. What I think is very brilliant about the film, because I think Toy Story three is hits grown ups in a different way than it hits kids. I think yeah. I think the the brilliance of Pixar is I is that they're very smart in the way they make their movies. I think their their initial their their main their primary audience is children, but they know that children rarely go to movies alone. They go to movies with their parents. Yeah. And if you can get your parents to enjoy it, then it's an easier situation. Yeah. Like, I've never met parents who, like, like VeggieTales. Yeah. They just, like, their kids like VeggieTales. Like, yeah. I never met any parents that, unless they were psychopaths, that like the Teletubbies. Yeah. Um, I get a lot of reports back about movies like that, because Funderburg, his, his son Parker, uh, also a friend of mine, Parker's great, I get... Uh, I get Parker's point of view and then Chris's point of view about a lot of, a lot of these movies. So exactly, it's, so it's and they go they go see some awesome movies together. Yeah, and and it's really awesome that Chris, Chris like I, there's there's a lot of children's films that you don't see as as a kid if they didn't come out. Yeah, when you're a kid, and but they they're like watching Miyazaki films when I was a teenager was awesome, mm. and I feel like like I if I, I I wish I was able to see Kirika when I was a kid, mm. not. So I think that's really cool, um, and what I think about all of what I think about Pixar, Cars excluded because I don't like Cars, mm. the movies, mm-hmm. is that they're able to pick on situations that you can relate to, either surface level or deeper. Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of adults like myself saw Inside Out, and it was like a very easy, simple explanation about self-care and acknowledging your feelings and opening the idea of like therapy or therapeutic stuff yeah and if you're a kid it's probably not 
It's probably just like these awesome characters going through the situation and what's going to happen. Yeah. But like, it's dope. Ratatouille is is like, you know, for a kid, it's like, oh, this this cooking rat and he just wants to be a rat. And if you mm-hmm. watch it as an adult, it's about, you know, family and love and passion. Mm-hmm. Um, Wally is about like, oh, hey. Wally, man. Yo, Wally's like, don't fuck up the earth. Yeah. It's 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 like a, an interquil to idiocracy, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. It's funny. Now you reminded me. There was an old, old. Oh, one of the older jump off two on two battles. Lura Flip said to Immaculate, and he got clowned for it for many years later. Ain't you that dude from that movie Ratatouille? Like he pronounced it wrong. But, but that, that's Lyra Flip. Yeah, but that would be funny if like, I mean, no one would care. But if you were like. Oh, you watching Rat Tattooey? I go Rat Tat with the Tuli. Now that is fire. Hi, Collide. That line was hot. Go Rat Tat with the Tuli. Rat Yeah, it actually is. Yeah, that's yeah. that's fire. I can I picture either Conceited or T Rex saying that. Yeah, it really depends. I really you know how, what on how surrogated you are. <laughs> Through this podcast, I just want to convert one non hip hop. I want to picture Carly. Watching like Summer Madness uh, or something. I was gonna say, uh, well, if we're trying to get Carly, Carly, if you would please watch Cheddar Cheese versus Carter Deems. Um, <laughs> so, no, so on various levels, that's too obvious. It's Canadian, and it's like she's Canadian. One, and it's, it's yeah, like, but Cheddar that, Cheese is Canadian. Oh yeah, Carter Deems. Carter is Deems is from right, California. Right, right, right. I want her to l- check out Carter Deems. That's true. Just I w- let me have this. See, but I want her to watch like a math battle. Okay, like that's so, what I'm like. So math let's let's su- let's su- no, I don't. That's too. That's that you don't you don't you don't start off with math calico with a murder with a, a, a one of calico's best performances ever. Calico's no, not one of those calico's best performances. But let me argue. Okay, you don't like you don't you don't start like a Tarkovsky fan off with Rublev. That's true. You you start them off with Solaris usually, or that's just that, not just as that's pretty long too. No man, my mirror the mirror is always because okay, it's see, like his only under. You well, don't you don't yeah. you don't start with fun with Calico math fun. <clears throat> so can we meet in the middle and say Calico Pat's day? <laughs> no, because I don't think I don't think that's a good start off. <laughs> I love that battle so much, and not for the rapping. But go ahead. Okay, so what, what, what... Fine, Carter Deems, Cherry Cheese, fine. Maybe I just... Or, or, um, uh, Marlo versus Shuffle T, the joke battle. Cheddar Cheese, Carter Deems. Okay. Yeah. Carly, Cheddar Cheese, Carter Deems. Yeah. Uh, Martin, uh... Math Calico. Math Calico. Uh, Jacob, uh, uh, Bender, Sid Vicious, uh... Yeah, I always thought I like Sid Vicious. Oh my God! So when I was at work, this was my old job. Sid Vicious made me laugh out loud, like re- like Marcus. What's going on? When he battled him, <laughs> he battled Swave Sever, and he totally lost composure for a second. It was the the Miami one, whatever the Florida Gri- one. Grizzlemania. Grizzlemania. So he was in the second round. He was. Uh, Sid Vicious was trying to prove a point how like his early battles all the fr- like he I battled Heartless Cap Callus blah 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 who'd you battle and then like he had one of his boys come in Chuck Black he's like what? Chuck Black what the fuck and then like he lost like he lost composure <laughs> <laughs> Chuck Black I thought that was very funny Sid Vicious is dope I, I, I've always liked Sid yeah, Vicious yeah even though that Bender destroyed rest in peace Bender destroyed yeah. Sid Vicious that he did battle. he did but Bender, also, you know speaking of like and I know we're trying to talk about movies and Pixar and have two more things we need to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Whatever. It's a long, it's a long uh, episode. People, you'll, you're welcome. Yeah. You know, also, like, I don't, I don't expect that people just listen to this. I assume they're on the Stairmaster or cooking some food or, you know, or in their on cubicle, the train. In their cubicle <clears throat> drawing cubicles like I do. In their cubicle drawing cubicles. Yeah. Um, we say Michelle Gondry. Yeah, you want to you want to direct my uh, biopic? There you go. If that's not a Michelle Gondry premise, a guy that sits in a cubicle drawing cubicles, or Spike Jones, 
written by you know Charles Kaufman. It'll be nice and quirky and Spike Jones and, and, and Spike you know, Jones. Spike Jones. You sound like Spike Jones in Three Kings. That's that's how his voice sounded. Hey man. Anyways. Oh, all right. Um, no, I like Three Kings. Yeah. It's probably my third favorite film by that guy. Mm-hmm. He's definitely that guy. But go ahead. Yeah, no, I actually just forgot his name for a second. That's fine. Terrier. Sure. Although he did base... Dustin Hoffman's character is based on an Amherst legend, Robert Thurman, uh, in I Heart Huckabees, but... I Heart Huckabees is probably my favorite movie of his. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's either that or Spank and the Monkey, one of those two. Yeah, I don't like that movie. Ah, uh, it's a little uncomfortable. Yeah. Very uncomfortable. Uh, I don't want to talk about it anymore, I actually. Don't want that, yeah. Yeah, what, what, yeah. It's funny how, like, uh, in rap battles, how people get so gassed. Like, I've been told for months to check out the Immaculate versus Iron Solomon battle. <coughs> that, like, Immaculate just destroyed Iron Solomon. Mm-hmm. And I watched the battle and I was like, no, the crowd was gassing you so hard. Why did they not like Iron? I haven't watched it. They they, not like Iron, Iron was good. I thought I thought it was a pretty even battle. But if you watch the video, you'd think that that El Mac was like was doing his thesaurus level performance. Right. Which is funny because I was automatically thinking about the thesaurus El Mac battle, where that was a clear in three immaculate one. That did not need to go to o- OT. And next to Loaded Lux, Thesaurus is my number one favorite battle rapper. He's one of the nicest human beings between Scribble Jam, going to the jump off finals in New York. I've met, I've crossed paths with Thesaurus many times. He's one of the nicest human beings ever and he's one of my favorites. But Immaculate clearly won that, that, that battle. There was no need for OT. That was just a lot of people fanboying out and wanting to see more. All the judges were like, we don't think there's an OT. That did, they did say, yeah, Marv was, he's like, I don't think there should be an OT, but I just want to see another round. They did say that, you're right. You're yeah, right. Marv, right. Marv and Awkwards um, both were like, both said, they were like, we just, we just know that there is one. In the DJ battle Scratch World, a lot of people have compared, they've said like, I'm the Awkwards of, and I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know how I feel, cause I, and, and they were, it was a compliment, I just don't know how I feel about that. But yeah. Anyway, moving on. So we're the best. Is one of the best movies ever. Such a good movie. That's yes. top ten of this decade. Sure. Uh, like I also, I'm like I no longer even like Sing Street. Sing Street got knocked off my top ten. Wow. Because Sing. That's a, that's a good movie to knock something off. I, well, I mean, I, 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 I mean, those yeah. those are. I think it's they're both, they're both films about awkward people making music in the eighties. Yeah. Sing Street is like super glamorized mm-hmm. and We're the Best is not glamorized at all. Yeah, no. It's no, no, no. these two girls who are who want to start a punk band. Yeah. And people are being dicks. Everyone's being an asshole. They're both having indifferent problems at home. And it's very supportive, very loving. And what do you mean indifferent problems at home? What, what, what do you mean? Because um, the Mohawk Girls family was like the shit. Her dad, they're just like, oh, you want to start a band? I'll come play clarinet with you in my underwear saying, but, and hang out. Yeah, but that was embarrassing. That was a different problem. It was embarrassing, it was like, it was but like, she was even laughing, though. It wasn't it was like, like yeah, but she was laughing, and it was funny. I'm like, saying, it, was, it wasn't like the, the other girl whose like, mom was going through a bunch of shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And was like kind of just like a little fo- fo- too, a little focus on herself, which is, which is okay, I suppose. It happens, yeah. And they, and they start a band, mm-hmm. and they're bad. Yeah. And then they they find this Christian girl who's mad good at the acoustic guitar, yeah. and get her to be in the band. Yes. And unlike other movies that are like, oh, they, they become the greatest musicians in the world, they're just like they're what you expect some thirteen year old starting a punk rock band in the eighties yeah. to sound like. Yeah. They're like okay. Yeah. There's a very key thing too that sometimes, not all the time, gets overlooked too. The reason they even want to start a punk band and get exposed to it, it was like a little after school program that had the instruments there. Again, that's very important for various reasons. Just from like kids let letting off steam, it's a good way to focus. It, like, like I think mu- specifically music sports too, because I, I played sports and cut. But like music programs are very important, I think, for 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 youth. And and yeah, that movie kind of shows. Don't tell people that. Yeah. 
here's the thing. I saw Dizzy Rascal got to start. His he they had a they had a production program in his school, and he would act out in school. And the teacher was like, "Look, one of his teachers, look, if you just behave in all of your classes, I'll work it out so you can go to the school studio, use Fruity Loops, and just do whatever you want." And that's how he. And now we've got you know, Dizzy Rascal. I'm sure there's other examples like that. Uh, me. Yeah. Right. Sure. Um, huh, yeah. Yeah. Me. Um, not to compare myself to Dizzy Rascal, but basically it's hard because in, in New York City, there's a lot of programs after school if you want. And actually, there's not even a lot anymore, but there's many yeah. Yeah. if you want to play sports. Mm-hmm. There's three or four if you want to do the arts. Yeah. Um, and I was a troubled kid. Sports was not my thing. The only... <coughs> The only crunches I was into were Nestle crunches. Nice. <coughs> um, so it was the door that I used to go to where I like to do music and learn how to do shit that, that really saved my life. And if it wasn't for the door, I would have never met uh, Baba, DJ Center, and Yako. And if I had never met them, I would have never met M. Tume. Yeah. And M. Tume's, you know, very close friend. We're, you know, working on stuff to this day. And that's funny to bring it back. For, if I never met him yeah. too, may I'd never meet you. That's true. And then to step back for a second, me and, uh, this is years ago, but me and DJ Center taught a summer class for scratching for young kids in, in Amherst. So it's like the world's all connected. And that ties back to, again, these were kids from different parts of Western Massachusetts who needed some, who had talent, needed an outlet. So some of them signed up for our class and we taught kids uh, scratching young kids of color, LGBTQ kids, uh, all turntablism and stuff. It was awesome. That is amazing. Yeah, it was fun. It was a, and then at the end of the, the camp, they all got to do like a set, like like, like, like a DJ scratch set. And they learned, it was, it was really cool. Oh my, that's so amazing. Yeah. That's how I met Baba. Baba was there. Uh, and again, me and Baba, we're good friends to this day. How's he doing? He's doing good. Uh, I saw him beginning of this year. They all had a show. It was somewhere uh, in the East Village. I got to hang with them for a little bit. It was cool. Pudge was there, too. It was a nice little reunion, catching up with folks. How, what is Pudge, Pudge up to these days? I like Pudge. Everything. He's just doing what he does, releasing music, uh, DJing, doing beat sets all over the world, really. Um, yeah. Shout out to Pudge, actually. He went to Andrew Jackson High School which is the high school my father went to, where Bob Cousy, famous New York Knickerbocker, went to school, where um, 50 Cent went to high school. Andrew Jackson High School doesn't exist anymore, but yeah, shout out to Queens. I, re- I just watched a an old video from 1990-something mm-hmm. during, during the making of... Um, during the making of... On the Run Eating by Noriega. Oh yeah. There's a freestyle freestyle quote unquote freestyle cipher of um punchline 50 cent consequence Whoa. and nori. Wow. It's so good. That's interesting. That's an interesting And everyone's losing their mind over punch, but in in retrospect, I thought this is chubby 50 as well. This is like this is 98 50. That's even before How to Rob came out. Yes. Wow. This is well. This is on the run eating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Senior um, year of high school, my senior uh, super thug Nori. Yeah, it was. It was really. It was really cute. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about something else. I just called it really cute. Pause. Is uh, I'll send oh, it yeah. to you. Uh, oh, 50, yeah, please, Fifty dude. Cent killed it. No, just because we were talking about foreign films and 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 coming of age, and I just remembered. This movie, I saw Morris from America. Did you see that? No. It's Craig Robinson. Oh. It's like uh, Craig Robinson's the dad is kid. They're living in Europe. Wow. Okay. I mean, I watch anything with just about anything with Craig Robinson. It's so. it's cute. Mm-hmm. That's it's not it's not like it's nothing ridiculous, but it was cute. I liked it. Um. Yeah, I really liked We're the Best. That's gonna be like. That's going to be a real comfort movie for a while. I really, oh, total comfort movie. A- absolutely. I just really enjoyed it, dude. I, uh, thank you for... And thank you, Carly, for recommending that as well. She recommended that as well. 
it's a movie that to me travels down the same path as um, Ladies and Gentlemen, The Fabulous Stains. Have you ever seen that? No. It's basically the same movie, a little different. It's so Diane Lane, they're all young. Diane Lane um, and her two cousins, uh, one played by Laura Dern, they're all young teenagers. They start a punk band, um, but they have problems at home. A little more serious problems at home, but they start this punk band and they they actually get big. Like they 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 blow up and they go on tour what's and the whole this, dynamic. What's this movie called? Ladies and gentlemen, the fabulous stains. I'm gonna watch that this Small week. Time. It's the movie, one of the four or five movies that made Diane Lane my first crush. But it's all it also co-stars a young Ray Winston, just off of Scum. He's still very young too, and the whole th- so Ray Winston, he's just like they're the popular punk band, and they take the stains, the fabulous stains on tour, and throughout the tour, one gets more popular than the other, and then there's that eclipse, and it's just like oh wait, we're, the opening band through the tour got more popular than like the the headliner, and then there's that tension. It's a really good movie. Very very good, good feel good movie too. It, it's when you watch it, you'll be like yeah the the film the. People behind me are the best. Clearly saw this movie, and I mean that in a good way. Not oh, we're gonna rip this off. It's just just travels down the same, you know. Yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, that's just sort of a thing that happens. Yeah. You know, it's just it can be. I want to watch that movie right now, honestly, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, we could, but I I kind of have to go soon. No, I might watch it. No, I'll watch it soonish. I'm deciding if I want to go see a movie tonight or not. What, Today. Are you th- what are you thinking of seeing? Uh, Claire's Camera, the new uh, film with Isabel Huppert. Yeah, I almost I almost saw that this week. Yeah. I considered it. I want to see it. We should we should both see it. Okay. And maybe this, I don't know. Well, obviously I can't see it with you today. Yeah. But I'm driving, and it's just like I don't want to find parking at a a movie theater. Well, you know, it's it's showing. It's showing in the city. It's oh, let's we don't we don't need to talk about the specifics of parking on the show. Sure. But yeah, I, an interesting co- uh, conversation I had with Saskia, my fiance, mm. and sometimes guest on the show. Yeah. You know. She was. She was encouraging a friend who was. You know. Having some things, and I'm not really trying to talk about that. But it's just saying how, like, as we get older, um, we have to put ourselves out there to negotiate and navigate what we want. Mm. You know, some of my friendships in my 30s started to become not what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, and, uh, you know, it's like kind of cool that in our mid thirties we started a podcast about movies. Sure. That like, oh well, actually, one thing I want to do is I want to talk about movies, and you yeah. become one of my best friends. Sure, man. Definitely. And that wasn't, and that wasn't, it wasn't something I considered. I considered you my good friend. Yeah. But Sasha was like, you know, Marcus has become one of your best friends, and I was like, oh, you know, sorry to put this on you on the spot on the show, but it's fine. You're one of my best I'm only, friends. I'm an only child. I like I like having more friends. So yeah. you're one of my best friends. Definitely, man. I I agree. You're one of my best friends too. Uh, high five. Yeah. All right. Um, and and part of that is because you know we we push ourselves to for to do things we enjoy and change change what we like and 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 you know it can be hard sometimes talking to younger people about like how as we get older sometimes our childhood friends move on we we hang out with them less and it's like yo some of your best friends you haven't even met yet yeah. Yeah, thirties. Thirties is still young, hopefully. Yeah. You know? No, and it's just amazing, because whenever I get bummed out sometimes that that people who I used to be really close with I'm not close with anymore, I'm reminded that, like, I barely knew Shaka until I was thirty. Mm-hmm. We were we were con we were uh, acquaintances. Sure. One of my best friends. Yeah. I, I I didn't meet. I mean, I I I only knew you peripherally until last year mm-hmm. we we used to hung, hang out maybe once every two years sure and now we see each other usually weekly sure and i think it's just you know for people listening to the show and for artists and for everything don't be afraid of reshaping and reframing your narratives as they come yeah um 
you know and that's just that was just really an awesome thing to think about because <clears throat> so, you know the your world your friends your life are should be the people that return your calls the people that are there for you during the good and the bad yeah um and and people that encourage you to to you know they hear you want to do something and they're like yeah yeah instead of being like uh sure it's funny speaking of someone like that uh my girlfriend will hasn't actually met you still new but she'll say like oh you're hanging out with scott today she'll like she knows you by name but hasn't met you i think that speaks volumes too you know yeah, yeah. well I'm, I'm just saying so like it's it's nice to and it's I very mean, and she's very encouraged she listens to the show also yeah, like, you know, I just, I like, I like that my fiancé or that my friends, the people that are like, yeah, do this, do that, do yeah, that. Yeah, I was talking to a friend that I haven't spoken to in a while, and they're like, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, well, I just graduated college, I'm applying to grad school, I'm making music, I'm managing this place, I have a podcast, <coughs> I'm getting married. They're like, that's so much stuff, and I'm like, I could do more. Yeah. That's all I'm thinking, it's like, yeah. I need to do more. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like, you know, I used to watch five movies a week. Right now, I'm about one movie a week. I'd like to add, if that, to yeah, be honest. Yeah, for me, uh, it's if that. Right now, it's like three movies a month. Yeah. And I would like to, I would like to get back to that. I've been, I've been reading. What I'd really like to do, but I, I know that I don't have the willpower, is I would love to not look at my phone on the train. Oh. That's an, I I don't know if yeah, that's cool. I think that's commendable. I don't like New York City trains, and I like making lists, and I do a thing too where. Well, I, why couldn't you, know. you write that on a piece of paper? Oh well, I was getting to. I just, I like making new playlists on my phone. I'm very. I, I have no qualms about. It. I'm very much in my phone, especially when I'm on like public transportation. And now that I take the Long Island Railroad, I have service. So what I do towards the very beginning and end of my workday, I compile all my GIFs, moving images, and side-by-sides. And when I get on the train, that's when I make all my uh, comparisons. But if I was doing that on my phone, I wouldn't be mad. It's, yeah. it's when I'm on my phone on the train, I'm not doing good shit. <laughs> what, what, I'm not doing bad stuff, oh, but yeah, I'm not yeah, being yeah, productive. Yeah. And, and I want... I use, you know, I want to on the train read books. Yeah. I don't want to like just learn too much about Mega Man Four. Yeah. I'm all about that though, but I appreciate that. That's something you. I'm not trying. I'm not going to try to sway I, you from doing. If I want to learn about Mega Man Four, I want to read a book about Mega Man Four. Okay. Are there books written on Mega Man Four? Mega Man Four, probably not, because it's kind of like. I used to play that on my Game Boy a lot. When it's I was a kid. it's kind of like not a much loved Mega Man. Oh. Like Mega Man Two is the most loved. Oh. But I think I think Mega Man Three is pretty slept on. Hmm. Um. I also, I mean, I thought Mega Man X were awesome. Hmm. Um. <clears throat> He's the blue guy with the cannon arm, right? Let me yeah. just make okay. That's Mega Man. Okay, just making sure. You know, call me the Rock Boy because I'm Mega Man with the cannon. I don't know. Okay. I, I came up with a, a rap line the other day. Uh, SpongeBob SquarePants made fun of my mom, so I kicked him in the dick. Yo, 
before you press start. Better know what team you running with. It's tumbling. Go hard for a yard and never fumbling. And if she got a donkey, then why go Republican? Don't bog on my name. I ain't the toothpaste to brush with. Hands on the chips like a Super Bowl Sunday. Feel you for the threat? Come out of on the runway. Spit the hard way. Motorcade in my lane. You feel me? Then build me and charge it to the game. Down and run and shoot. Make her all of my days. Mack her all of my things. Uh, all of my days. Keep them faces changing. Back to back ranges and wipe you pushing the cam like entertainment and if you making statements nigga you making payments if so hand me that flow nice and slow like usher raymond my whole hood show up to the arraignment so if you saw something you better take a prime cause if i go 10 for two that's it for you you hear more screams out of your crib than scream too Players is getting drafted. For those that oppose, I gave them a closed casket. Thoughts and graphic. No matter who you're dissing, I die for my niggas like Jesus. Crucifixion. You contradicted. Fell under the submission. My shit sound great on bad tapes with the hissing. The plot thickens in any altercation. I take out two like double dating. The whole squad's player hating. I compete, play for keeps. I got weed smokers turning over with new leaves. I pop shit and roll one deep with no heat to show ya. I drop hot shit, rock mics for potholders, rap careers over. How dare you oppose this? When I die, bury me with a tape of my own shit. I hold the dice, diss me, and pay the price. I make a klepto, wanna take his own life. Style precise, the rap game, I'm pimping it, kicking it. Yo, take it in vain.